Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul says this beautiful morning. Lord, my soul thirsts to be here once again in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with a brand new day. Your word says that this is the day that you have made and that, Lord, you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. And so, Lord, we thank you for the blessings of today. We thank you for your grace that is poured out afresh upon us thank you for the message that brings us into your presence thank you for the precious blood of jesus shed on the cross of calvary for our sins thank you because by that blood we cry out abba father this morning we declare that you are yahweh we declare that you are i am that i am we declare this morning that you are god almighty and that only you are worthy of praise. We bow our knees before you. We bow our hearts before you and declare that you are the God of glory. Be exalted, O God, forevermore. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we read our Bibles again this morning, as we seek to fellowship in your presence, we ask for wisdom once again. We ask for understanding in your word. Lord, bless us this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. So we continue our study, reading, and commentary of the New Testament. We are currently starting the book of second thessalonian but first of all let me say a big thank you to everyone joining in this morning god bless you for taking out time to be here again this morning to read your bible uh, thank you for the messages for the calls i appreciate them the lord himself will show you his grace and mercy and i pray that his grace will be multiplied upon you in jesus name amen all right so we continue this morning by reading we'll read second thessalonians the entire book just yes you can read second thessalonians in just one sitting but first of all let me say i appreciate those who share this with their families and friends um, if you listen to this devotional and you do not share with anyone, um, that might not be fair, okay? You want to share this with a friend, share this with a loved one, and God will bless them as they grow in their faith. Let's start this morning by reading 2 Thessalonians chapters 1, 2, and 3. Remember what 1 Thessalonians were about, right? It was a period where the believers were going through a lot of pain and suffering. Paul himself had been run out of Thessalonica, you know, and the believers who remained. Timothy brought that message to Paul. And then they had been, Timothy had been sent back to them. They have kept on the faith. And so Paul was encouraging them. Second reason why Paul wrote to them, they wanted to know 
what was the situation with those who have passed on, who have died in the Lord. Many of them, you know, held on to their faith, died for their faith. What was going to happen to them? Paul answered that. And lastly, Paul talked about the second coming of Jesus. Many of them, believers in the first century, believed that they were going to witness the coming of Jesus for a variety of reasons. Sadly, they were not paying attention, especially to, to the prophecy of Daniel. Okay, if you are paying attention to the prophecy of Daniel, you would have realized just even that first dream by Nebuchadnezzar um, and the other dreams that came up later that the kingdom the setting up of the kingdom that came with christ uh first was the first part of that vision there was the latter part okay and that was not going to happen when jesus was there okay so but they were certain that during the time of the roman empire which was on ground currently that jesus was going to come back again and so they waited they were waiting and so paul tried to uh, answer that in his first letter Second Thessalonians follows everything. Same things that were discussed. You know, it's more like as if Timothy brought the message from them and Paul felt the need, you know, to, to ramp up and add to the knowledge he has shared with them earlier. So let's read this morning. Greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. If you're using the New King James Version, you will see Sylvanus. Yes, so there are translations that calls Silas Sylvanus. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica to you who belong to God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. And I said this is Paul's signature okay where you know this letter belongs to him may god our father and the lord jesus christ give you grace and peace dear brothers and sisters uh, we can't help but thank god for you because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing their faith despite the persecution their faith was growing despite the trials in fact if you know some of the things that the believers during this period went through i mentioned once that this period was was the period where the, when the setting up of majority of the girls were done the guile of ed- editors the guile of of traders okay this was the period okay so the government could easily control if you are a farmer, for example, the government could easily control the fact that you could not bring your farm produce, your farm produce to the farm by simply getting your guild, you know, to to disenfranchise you or to ban you. Okay, and you could not bring you could not bring your you could not bring your farm produce to the market, and that applied for many professions. So many of them could not work. But Paul said that they were. They were still flourishing. He said, because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. And I pray for someone listening in this morning. It doesn't matter what you are going through, what you have been through. Your faith will continue to grow. Your love for the saints, for others will continue to grow. You will not become a bitter person. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Paul says, we proudly tell God's other churches about your endurance and faithfulness in all the persecution and hardships you are suffering. Hmm. We tell God's other churches. In other words, we tell other churches. Just look at the Thessalonian church. <laughs> oh, man, these guys are role models. Despite all they have been through, Paul says, we tell them about your endurance and faithfulness in all the persecutions and hardship you are suffering. And God will use this persecution. God will use it to show his justice and to make you worthy of his kingdom for which you are suffering. God will use it. It doesn't matter what you have been through, God can use it. And that is why we say that we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So it doesn't matter what you are facing as a Christian, always be positive. God can use it. He says, God will use it to make you worthy of his kingdom uh, for which you are suffering. In his justice, he will pay back those who persecute you. Hmm. He will pay back those who persecute you. Verse 7, and God will provide rest, rest for you who have been persecuted and also for us when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven. Remember I said, they expected they would see Jesus come back. <laughs> said, um, and God will provide rest for you who have been persecuted and also for us when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven. He will come with his mighty angels. Now that is fact. That is the second coming of Jesus. When was always the issue. He will come with his mighty angels in flaming fire, bringing judgment on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Okay? When Jesus comes, his second coming, he will come with his mighty, with his mighty angels. He will come in flaming fire and he will bring judgment on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus. Okay? The good news of our Lord Jesus is that he has made a way for everyone to come to the Father. Everyone will reject this. The Bible says it will bring judgment on them. Verse 9, they will be punished with eternal destruction, forever separated from the Lord and from his glorious power. When it comes on that day, he will receive glory from his holy people. He will receive glory from his holy people, praise from all who believe. And this includes you, for you believed what we told you about him. For those of us who will witness the coming of Jesus Christ, the second coming of Jesus Christ, I promise you that it will be a glorious morning as we see Jesus descend from the air. All nations will see him coming. For those of us who are alive, we are shouting praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We had some of us are shouting Jesus. Jesus. Some of us are shouting Yeshua. You know, we will be praising him. Hmm? We will be praising him. And I pray for you. Um, if you are listening in this morning, uh, some, maybe, maybe, maybe in our generation, we never can tell. 
okay but when he comes we will not be ashamed to meet him in the name of jesus so verse 11 says so we keep on praying for you asking our god to enable you to live a life worthy of his call i pray for everyone listening this morning god god will enable you to live a life worthy of this calling in the mighty name of jesus may he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do everything your faith prompts you to do i pray for you this morning god will give you the power to do and accomplish them in the mighty name of jesus paul says then when we do this so when we accomplish by the power of god the things that our faith prompts us to do it says then the name of our lord jesus will be honored because of the way you live and you will be honored along with him this is all made possible because of the grace of our god and lord jesus christ okay so paul is just telling them by the grace of god and by the power of god as you continue to live as believers you know we will be representing christ we are role models others will be seeing christ in us and it will be all to the glory of god all right so let's move on now to chapter 2 second thessalonians chapter 2 these are discussions about the events prior to the lord's second coming he just mentioned that when the lord comes for those who don't know god this is their this is their outcome for us who know god to be a day to praise god to shout and give him glory but he's then going to educate them about some of the events so just think in your mind whether some of these events make sense to you but just calm down okay when we get to the book of revelation we are going to read the book of daniel and for yourself you will know how close it is for jesus to come back i'm telling you see now dear brothers and sisters verse one let us clarify some things about the coming of our lord jesus christ and how we will be gathered to him paul said let's clarify this remember i said they felt that jesus was going to come in their time but paul actually made clear that he was not going to come until some things happen okay so paul says let us clarify some things about the coming of our lord jesus christ and how we will be gathered to meet him that's the second coming when the trumpet sound how we will be gathered to meet him he said don't be easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the lord has already begun now the believers during this time were a bit apprehensive because of some of the things that they were saying they felt that they were already going through what john actually describes what john actually describes in the book of revelation the breaking of the seal the pouring out of the pouring out of the vows and then and the blowing of the trumpets they thought that that was already what they were experiencing because that is actually the day of the lord you know but paul is going to tell them here and that's why for those of us who believe in the rapture okay this is as some of the things we hold on to from the way paul talked about this he was telling them that they were not going to be part of that day 
And from the way John talk, talks about the book of Revelation, talks about this, John focused on the nation of Israel by the time the day of the Lord will be here. The church will be gone. The church will be gone. Okay, so I want you to spend some time thinking about this. I know that most of us listening here in Nigeria, we might think, Pastor, you don't have to go over this again and again. But my listeners are not just only in Nigeria. I have people listening in from Canada, from the US. I have people listening in even in Saudi Arabia. I have people listening in from all over the world. We need to be clear about some some of these things. Paul says, don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't be shaken. He says, why? Don't believe them, even if they claim to have have had a spiritual vision, uh, a revelation, or a letter so potently from us. Paul is telling us that it can, we can't determine this just by, by someone saying there's a spiritual vision or they had a revelation from God or, or maybe they had a letter from So No, if we are going to measure these things, whether the day of the Lord has begun or not, we'll have to look at scriptures. And we will be looking at scriptures. We'll be looking at the book of Joel. We'll be looking at the book of Daniel to help us understand. Because even the, the when Joel was prophesying Joel's prophecy all you read about Joel's prophecy is actually the beginning of the day of the Lord and into that day okay so Paul says don't don't be alarmed three don't be fooled by what they say for that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed the one who brings destruction so, note this morning. Paul says that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God. There will come a time where there will be a great rebellion. The word literally hates God. Great rebellion against God. And during that period, second sign, the man of lawlessness is revealed. The one who brings destruction. The man of knowledgeness that the Bible talks of here is sometimes he's called the son of perdition. Some call him the Antichrist himself. Okay, because when you read Daniel, when we look at Daniel's prophecy, you will see that there are two times that you have an abomination of desolation, you know, in the temple. There will be two times. Okay, so but Paul tells them that don't. Look, this man must be revealed. And that man has been revealed once where we saw Antiochus Epiphanes. Okay, um, be the man of lawlessness. Paul says, until he is revealed, the one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself and delay everything. He will defy, sorry, he will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. That was what Antiochus Epiphanes, please go and read him, he was an emperor, you know, did. He claimed that he was Zeus and then he put the image of Zeus in the temple of Israel and sacrificed a pig there. That is the lawlessness that Paul was talking about. The one who brings destruction, the one who will exalt himself 
and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. But Daniel already told us that that thing was going to happen twice. He will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God. Pauses, don't you remember that I told you about all this when I was with you? And that was why when Antiochus Epiphanes was doing all he was doing, some said, oh, Jesus was about to come back. No, Daniel already told us that there will be two men of lawlessness. He says, and you know what is holding him back. Something is holding him back for it can be revealed only when his time comes. It will only be revealed when his time comes, for this lawlessness is already at work secretly and it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. Paul tells us that the one holding him back seems to be a person. Yes, seems to be a person. And until that person is taken out of the way, it will not come. Many of us believe that that person is the church. When the church is raptured from this world, the mal of knowledgeness will come into, into, into full view. He says, for this lawlessness is already at work secretly. I'm tempted for us to stop on chapter 2. I don't know what do you think. Let's stop on chapter 2 so that I can explain some of these things better. And then we'll finish chapter 3 tomorrow. He says, um, for this lawlessness is already at work secretly and it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. He says, when that person steps out of the way, I said that person is the church. So then the man of lawlessness will be revealed, but the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by the splendor of his coming. We know that this man is also the beast. The beast we see, the first and second beast, the Antichrist and his false prophet that we see in the book of Revelation, he says they will be destroyed when Jesus comes by the splendor of the second coming of Jesus. He says this man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. When the Antichrist comes, he will come to do the work of Satan. What is the work of Satan? Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. But what about Satan? He has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And that is what Satan will do. That is the work of Satan. That is what he has come to do. He says, and he will do this, accomplish this with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. Read the book of Revelation. The Bible says that the dragon gave his power to the beast give his power to the beast so he will do it with counterfeit power power and signs and miracles he will use every kind of evil deception to food to food those on their way to food those on that on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would that would save them so god will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth the Antichrist, when he comes, will accomplish some amazing things. He will, he will use every kind of deception. When someone is able to convince the nations or the superpowers of the world to hand over, to hand over their, their nuclear weapons, I'm telling you, he will deceive them you know, to fool those on their way to destruction. Okay, but 
Paul says, then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. Now let's tie this, tie this up. He says, as for us, as for us, we can't help but thank God for you. Uh, dear brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, we are always thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation. A salvation that came through the Spirit who makes you holy and through your belief in the truth. He called you to salvation when he told you the good news. He told you the good news. Now you can share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. With all these things, with all these things in mind, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. With all the things I have talked about, I have tried to encourage you about standing firm in your, in, you know, even though you are going through persecution, I have just talked about how you should not feel discouraged or be apprehensive whether we are in the day of the Lord or not or maybe oh ah God forbid ah maybe I have missed it I'm part of the day of the Lord Paul says no listen listen this is what I have to give you with all these things in mind dear brothers and sisters stand firm and keep a strong grip on the teaching we passed on to you both in person and by letter you know that that advice is very important for us today. <laughs> Keep a strong, strong grip on the Bible, on the Word of God. Stand firm. Stand firm. Don't become easily shaken. Yes, don't become easily shaken. Some people, you know, today you just man wonder whether people still read their Bibles or not. Whether people still keep a relationship with the Holy Spirit or not. Because sometimes you just ask yourself, is the Holy Spirit not prompting your heart that this is wrong? And that this is deception, this is evil? Paul says, keep a strong grip on the teaching, on the teachings we passed on to you. Like I'm saying to someone this morning, keep a strong grip on the teachings you have received. Since now may our, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal comfort and a wonderful hope comfort you and strengthen you in every good thing you do and say. And I pray that that is your testimony this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Alright, I don't want us, let's not take, let's not take chapter 3 because I want us to tidy this up. So, listen, when we finish reading the book of Joel, uh, maybe we will also read a little bit of Micah, Zephaniah, Zechariah. Majority of these prophets talks, they talk about the day of the Lord. Yes. So that you will understand why these guys were afraid <laughs> are we are we part of that day are we have we entered that day okay because they knew that that day was going to be a day of vengeance but Paul says you guys calm down calm down no listen the antichrist will not reveal himself until the one the one who is holding him back is taken out of the way and I think that person that one is the church so what are we supposed to do as believers as we go through this as we go through the spirit we need to stay focused 
when we go through the book of Daniel together and then align it with the book of Revelation, you will know that we are right at the tip of Jesus coming back. We are right at the tip of the Antichrist revealing himself. I'm telling you, we are this close. If I can share with you this morning, we are this close. Yes, no one will be able to say that this is the specific day. But when we look at what scriptures, the prophecies in scriptures tell us, because God does not keep any of these things secret from us, the Lord is about to come back. Okay, so my charge this morning is hold on to your faith. Stand your ground. Keep a firm grip on your belief. This morning I ask you, what do you believe? What do you believe? What is your belief in Christ? What is your belief in God? Hold on to it because in this time, you will be begin to see a lot of counterfeit. You will begin to see a lot of people move away from their faith. But my own prayer for you is that you will not lose your way. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will not lose your faith in the Lord. You will not become shaken. You will stand firm. In the name of Jesus. Even though as the world goes through this time of tribulation and turmoil, you will stay faithful. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for helping us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Alright, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.